Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia good morning. Kia ora, good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk here on SENZ on a Sunday morning. Nice to have your company after a very busy last couple of days on the harness racing front, particularly last night at Menangle where they drew the field for the Miracle Mile. Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin have four in the race. There are no Kiwis in the race this year for the Miracle Mile. And Captain Ravishing, who didn't even win the Chariots of Fire last week, uh, is the favourite pre-draw. Greg O'Connor's in our Christchurch studios. Greg, are you surprised by that? Uh, and what did you make of the racing out of Menangle last night, where there was a New Zealand success in Alta Meteor, but a large New Zealand, well, we can't sugarcoat it, failure with Kalua Flyboy? Yeah, good morning to you, Michael. Uh, yeah, it was. It was an interesting night there last night. Am I surprised that uh, Captain Ravishing's got a start? Well, if he was a Kiwi, there's no chance in the world he would have got a start. But, uh, yeah, he's in the field. Does he deserve to be favourite? Oh, I'm not so convinced about that. Certainly not pre-draw. Onalua Bay was outstanding, Michael, uh, in a very good time. Broke 150, clearly a, a faster time than Spirit of St. Louis. Um, I think it'll be an interesting Miracle Mile without a Kiwi in it. It probably has less not relevance, but um, less interest, I suppose. But it's a million dollars. I uh, thought Ultimate were very good. Carlo a flyby clearly race below par, and we've got Steve Telfer on at half past eleven to talk us through what happened last night. And they have runners because it's a dual harness day today. We've got the second day of the meeting at Cromwell. Uh, on the grass there, and we'll catch up with Craig Ferguson and Blair Orange about their chances in the Southern Man segment. And uh, later on, we're going to talk to David Branch because there's a lot happening at Cambridge, and we aren't that far away, Michael, from our own million-dollar race, the Race by Grints. No, it's getting very close, Gregory. No doubts about that. That's April the 14th. We'll talk to David about that, also about his horse, Sly Punter who's been on a bit of a winning burn recently at Cambridge. But it was also sales week. Now, this time last week, we were heading to Karaka for the sales. They had a very strong sale. The passing rate wasn't great, but the average was fantastic. Disappointing trotting sale out of Christchurch on Monday, but that's more about where it sat rather than the actual horses themselves. And then we had two strong days of sales down there Tuesday and Wednesday. Ken Brecken from Brecken Farms, along with Karen Brecken, was the leading vendor at uh, at Karaka. Ken, you must be very thrilled with the way the day went because some big prizes and horses going to very serious barns from your draft. Yeah, look, Michael, just an exceptional sale. Um, everything we probably dreamed of, and I think uh, the hard work that uh, the crew of Brecken Farms, Nigel Fay, just a great result for all of them. Um, you know, they worked so hard, and to, to get a result like that was just fantastic for, for, for them as well. Has it been a case, Ken, that you and Karen, who have been in the game for a while, but owning a large farm, which used to be Yardley Farms, has it been a learning experience for you? Because you seem to inherit a lot of horses, and in the last three or four years, you seem to have actively gone out and bought very, very good young mares. Yeah, Michael. I mean, if we go right back, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of pain going through it all. Um, probably got it wrong. Thought I knew all about it, and, and obviously didn't, mate. So I lost a lot of money and a lot of sleep. But uh, 
I think uh, Rod Croon sat me one day, sat me down one day, and uh, gave me the best advice I've ever had. And albeit it was, it was tough love. Uh, he said, "Get rid of all those mares, mate. They're sentimental. They go right back to your late brother. He'd be laughing at you, or, or maybe not laughing. He might want to give you a good, a good bang across the nose." Um, yeah, so we changed the whole model, and and I listened to him, and we sold all those mares, and. Uh, and 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 to be fair, that's that was the the start of what is uh, what we've got today. And we went out then uh, and purchased a number of good racing mares, most of them off the track, as you quite rightly said, young mares. And I think that's been the difference. And again, a lot of new families, not just having the one family on the farm, but many far, uh, many different uh, families. And um, like as you say, Michael, uh, not everything fits. Um, you know, fits what certain guys are looking for. So I think for anyone out there listening, any breeders, it's a matter of having a number of different families. It's a funny thing in the game. I, I, no one can answer why, but these families, they seem to go for a while very strong and drop away, and then another family kicks in, you know. So it's been a, a, an interesting uh, um, journey for us, for both Karen and I. Ken, congratulations on the sale, grossing over $2 million, probably closer to 2.3. And, and I know there's business being done on some of those uh, other lots. Uh, I think you had the, the record number for you guys, 36, uh, and there were seven or eight still to be sold. So anyone who's still interested in some of those, uh, they can go to NZB Standard Bread, have a look and uh, make a bid. The uh, reserve's there for people to see, but... Um, what happens now if they don't get sold? Is this where your syndication model kicks in? Yes, Greg. And we've got a lot of people already interested in, in some of these horses that haven't been sold. Some of them are under offer, um, but there will be a party of few of these fillies that will end up in our syndication. Um, but, you know, in saying that, there's still some great boys out there, and, and probably anything, I suppose, something that was a little bit strange the great family that we're having so much success with. Um, we've got a couple left over you know, of that family and probably one that stands out is Lot 114. Uh, lovely bred filly, always been wicking out of Spandau Ballet, who was a full sister to uh, Better Twist. So she's still available. Um, and I think the results last night, uh, there might be a few people looking at her uh, with Rock and Roll Hammer running, running second in the heat of the derby. And um, more importantly, uh, Brayside Kelly winning the Group 1 race last night. Very close up in the pedigree. Out of, um, see how good my memory is, Greg, I'll get this bloody wrong. Everyone will give me a bit of a telling, but uh, out of imprint. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, yeah, out of idolise and then back to imprint. So it's just incredible how strong uh, the family is. And surprisingly, I think, um, a little bit light through, throughout the sale. Um, and uh, Ken, Mac Dan, of course, winning as well. Yeah, exactly. You've got a reserve uh, on that filly by Always Be Mickey of sixty thousand uh, dollars. Not only were you a vendor, and congratulations uh, on on what has been a record sale for you guys, but you're involved in a syndicate uh, that purchases horses. Uh, obviously, uh, Gary and Karen Woodham are involved in that. The Kennards are involved in that, and I understand Richard Cole. Uh, has become involved in that syndicate uh, as well. How did you guys go on the buying front uh, down here in Christchurch? Uh, we've ended up buying four. Um, I, I always leave it to Full Kennard and Glenis. They do their bit. Um, Karen and I don't get involved in that 
too much because, you know, being a vendor as well, it makes it a bit difficult. So they go on their merry way and we have fingers crossed and hopefully they pick the right one. This year, strangely, first time ever, they've, they've actually ended up with three of our own, which is very odd. We're lucky sometimes, you know, we have to kick them under the table sometimes because we end up with none from our draft. But this year, surprisingly, three, three of our lots have ended up, um, uh, you know, in that, in that particular syndicate. Ken, you and Karen obviously are enormously invested in New Zealand harness racing and harness racing is facing its challenges. There seems to be uh, a lack of communication sometimes between the North Island and the biggest club up here and harness racing New Zealand. What would you like to see happen in harness racing in New Zealand over the next year? Well, there's no question... Um, Michael, the, the, the clubs are fighting. There isn't fighting up and down the country, and I don't think you know we're, we're looking at a common goal. Um, I think it's an industry that can be corrected very quickly. It's just people just have to have sense and work together. And um, and look, I, I think even you know I feel the same about Australia as well. I think some of the latest uh, decisions they've made out there, you know, where a lot of our horses may not be eligible for certain series, is, is the wrong decision. I mean, whether we like it or not, it's a small industry and, and we've got to work as one. And this can even be as things like, you know, dates for sales, you know, clashing, say, with Australia, now sales clashing with Australian, or big races, again, clashing with, with races that are programmed, say, here in New Zealand and in Australia. So I think, you know, we've got to come together. I think the survey that um, Cambridge has put together is absolutely wonderful. In fact, I'm about to meet the lady. I'm actually out at uh, Takapoto at the at the, at the jumping today, but um, and so um, the survey that they're putting out, I think, is people are coming a little bit desperate, and we need some answers, and we need some common goals. And uh, I'll be attending, and I I say anyone that wants to be part of it is a a good way. We've just got to virtually start again, and and then and come to some very good decisions, and let the right people run them. And uh, we just need a way forward, and and at the moment. There's too many people with their own agendas, and uh, it's not, it's just not helping the game. Well, Ken, we appreciate your thoughts. We appreciate your investment. Um, last Sunday was a, a belter for you and for Karen and for all your staff, as you mentioned there, from, from Brick and Farm. So, mate, congratulations on that. Good luck with the horses heading forward. Uh, for those people who want to get involved in those syndicates, the horses you do have available, what's the best way for them to, to do so? Uh, look, Contact Michael. Uh, Michael uh, Nigel Fay would be the best point of contact, first point of contact. But obviously, um, anyone that wants to talk to me as well, I'd like to have anyone on board. Um, and again, love new people, encourage new entrants into the market. Um, I, I think it's a great way to go. And, and again, just quickly um, ending. You know, I mean, with a sale like ours, which was which was remarkable, really considering uh, some of the, I suppose, a little bit of the pessimism that's out there and I think overall uh, the sale was particularly strong considering you know the supposed uh, downturn in our economy and things that have gone on um, but you know if we're getting results like like we are then the industry has a great future and I just think people have got to get on board and uh, think positive Michael. Thank Always you. thinking positive mate. Well mate that's that's why you're a successful man so thank you Ken. Thanks I don't for- know. Enjoy every moment, Michael. Well, I, I, I agree, Kenneth. Um, we're both people who've lost a brother, and as you know, when you lose a brother, you think yeah. about your life and you think to yourself, well, 
uh, we should have we should have fun. We should enjoy ourselves. We should we should get on well, with things. Get up off the canvas, mate, and go another round. Yep. Well, you've got plenty of uh, plenty, plenty of ammo to go rounds with after last Sunday, Kenneth. Well done to you and to Karen to all the team involved. Thank you for joining us this morning on Trots Talk. Yes, yes and, and thank uh, thank you, Michael and, and Greg, and, and to the listeners. Have a great day. It's Kim Brecken from Brecken Farms. It's Trotstalk here on ECNZ on a Sunday morning. Hey, thanks for joining us. I know you've got other options on your Sunday morning. Text in to us. Join the show. Double eight double three is the text number. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for your chance to win $50, a $50 bonus bet from the TAB, is Miracle, because it's Miracle Mile Week. So text in to double eight double three. Your name, your TAB account number, and the word miracle, you've got to have that. And try and convince us why you deserve the $50. Have you had a bad weekend on the punt? Are things not going so well with being back at work? Are you a jack of the whole thing? Are you just thinking to yourself, I want 50 bucks? Or are you a Crusaders fan and you need some cheering up? Yes, it was back again. It was going to be mentioned again, wasn't it? Okay, let's have a break. Text into double eight double three. Your name, your TRV account number, and... The code word for today, miracle, and try and pro- try and convince producer dude Robbie, who, looking at him now, he might be fifteen. He's up. He's very young. He's gullible. Convince him that you deserve the fifty dollar bonus bet from the tab. We'll take a break here on Trots Talk. Come back shortly. I'm a sober man, and I'm so thrilled. I got the stars in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead and well dead. Yes, the Southern Man segment here on SENZ Trots Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. For everything you need to know, harness racing-wise, go to hrnz.co.nz. Big week for them. It is the annual awards on Saturday night out of Addington Raceway. Maybe still a couple of tickets available for that too. Uh, Contact Courtney and the team there at HRNZ. Craig Ferguson is a Southern Man, a proud Southern Man. So appropriate he joins us in this uh, segment. Morning to you, Craig. Morning, Greg. Thanks so much for taking the time out to have a chat to us about all things harness and what you'll be driving in the first five races today. Before we get there, though, just painting the picture over the last 12 or 18 months, gee, you got the team flying. I think your strike rate, 20 or 21 winners from 50 starters uh, last season and already just the 10 to uh, the races this season for three wins. So you must be enjoying the training side of the business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely loving the training and um, being just super lucky with some great owners to give us some nice horses, which has, um, you know, really helped that we can, um, you know, go to the races and 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 have a chance every time we go, which is great. Craig, how many horses would you have in work? Because a strike rate like that, you're not taking them to the races unless they're ready to win, obviously. So how many are you doing? Uh, we stick around 19. Um, we've got sort of undercover un- for uh, 19 horses, so we stick to that number. And um, yeah, like I say, we've got some great owners that you know breed some nice stocks. So we've been pretty lucky just with the with the quality we have. All right, so you can't be doing that on your own, that sort of number. So you must be having a couple of workers around you as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got a got a good team of staff at uh, Mark Harrell and um, Max Hill. So. Couple of junior drivers there that um, well Mark won't be for much longer, but Max is um, you know he's starting to drive a few winners as well, and hopefully in the future we can give him a few nice drives and um, you know help him along, isn't it? 
Yeah, good young team of uh, horses and uh, of uh, workers there by the sound of it. I see you were active at the sales. Uh, you picked up a filly for 25000 the uh, art major out of Take a Bet filly. That's the family of Cabet and Above and Beyond. So um, is that one sold? Was that for clients or are the shares available in it? Uh, the shares available currently. Um, I just I seen her and I, I really liked her, so I... Um, and um, hopefully we can tuck some um, clients into it and she just looks like she's going to be a really, really lovely wee horse. All right. What's the best way to get hold of you if they do want to get involved? Um, she'd seem like a pretty pretty nice sort of uh, opportunity for some people out there. Uh, go to HRNZ and get your mobile number off there and, and your email. Is that the best go? Yeah, yeah, that's or, um, or through my um, Craig Ferguson Racing Stables Facebook page would be the... Um, the other way, um, you know, if they go through there or, like you say, HRNZ and um, get the number off there. Beautiful. Sounds like a good idea. Nice work getting uh, that filly. Let's talk about your chances uh, today. I don't know if you've done this by design, but you're in the first five races only. So, um, yeah, you'll be finished and have a nice afternoon there on picking uh, at the very picturesque Cromwell track. Uh, super fast, superstar in the first. Just won the one from 25 and off the 30 metres over the short course. It's not going to be an easy task. No, it's not. Um, it's probably going to be just if the others make mistakes. Um, there's a few in that race from the first day that sort of got it all wrong. And, um, you know, so far, Superstar, having won a race before, um, should, I'd say, probably trot the trip. So um, if the others all sort of get away cleanly, they're going to make it pretty tough. But um, we'll be hoping for a few mistakes from them, which, you know, could bring us into it a wee bit. Craig, what about Donald Trot in race number two? There's been money for this Craig Lorison trained runner. He's got a couple in it. Matt I Charlotte is actually the favourite, but you've got the better draw. Yeah, I think um, you know it wasn't bad around the first day by Donald Trot, um, and you know, like you say, a better draw than the other one. So hopefully, um, you know, we can press water. I, I think you know we we could be reasonably hard to beat in that actually. All right, Rata in race number three, a Friday winner. Yeah, um, it was in that race where there was a lot of mistake makers and um, right, was, we were fortunate enough to sort of do things right. So, bit of a step up now. Um, you know, probably coming in all phases. To race number four and Rotten Rodden uh, was fifth on Friday. Comes up with a second row draw again. This one for Brent Shirley. He was he was just okay on Friday. Um, sort of feels like a horse that needs to be out rolling a wee bit, and um, you know we, we sort of got back in the field. We got not a bad run, but sort of didn't finish off quite as you know we probably would like. So um, hopefully today, if, if, if sort of luck goes our way, it might be sort of our, wouldn't want to be sort of rolling into it sort of um, a bit earlier than we were the other day. But um, you know we'll just that'll be sort of very dependent on what everyone else does in the race. So. Um, yeah, we're probably just a rough chance for All right, and Nyla, the last of your chances in race number five. Uh, four lengths off major fire after trailing on Friday and comes up with the same draw here. Yeah, she was disappointing on Friday, I thought. Um, she sat in the trail and, yeah, she's sort of horse that when she, when she is bang on, she would sort of um, capitalise off a run like that. So um, it's very much going to be wait and see. Um, just... You know, if she's improved from the other day and how she handles the backup 
Um, but she should get a good run. So if she brings her A game, she um, she's going to be a chance. It's hard enough that'll come. Craig, for the SENZ listeners on Trot Talk, what's your best chance? I'm thinking it might be in race two. Yeah, race two, Donald Trot, I think. Um, just, yeah, the way, the way the draw is and um, the way the horse went the other day, I think it um, should be a very good chance. All right, thanks so much for your time this morning. Good luck. All right, mate. Thanks very much. All right, that's Craig Ferguson, young man doing some excellent things. Just purchased a filly at the uh, yearling sales if you want to get involved in lot 389. Go and have a look at it online at nzstandardbread.co.nz or go to his Facebook page and uh, get involved. He's got uh, shares available there. A man who is, well, absolutely on fire. He was yesterday at Ashburton, including this win was Blair Orange. Wheels of Fortune now urged along. Heisenberger length away at the turn. Terry the inside. Then got you covered from Buckskin and wide out Samstown. It's Wheels of Fortune for home. Heisenberg quickly to in the outside. Buckskin comes off his back. Samstown runs on wider as Wheels of Fortune found a kick from Heisenberg. Then Buckskin and Samstown. Wheels of Fortune leads from Heisenberg. Terry late. Samstown flying over the top. Samstown moves up to Heisenberg. It's a Robert and Jenna Dunn. Quinella. It's Samstown. Samstown, he's low flying at the minute. He gets the Ashburton Cup and beats Heisenberg. So he's certainly flying, as is his driver, the five-time Premiership winning arrangement, Blair Orange. Uh, morning to you, Blair. Hello, mate. Yeah, are you there, Blair, Nathan? Yeah, how are you, mate? All yeah, right. I'm here, mate. Y- Excellent. Yeah, um, congratulations, uh, not only on the Ashburton Cup win, but... You won the last five races there at Ashburton yesterday, Blair. I'm not sure that you've done that before. Maybe you can enlighten me. No, definitely haven't won them in a row like that, Greg. So, uh, yeah, that was a new new chapter for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good day, really. Yeah, 3,200 the last quaddy, so you weren't exactly aboard favourites. Um, what's it like when you get in the zone like that and, and you just start winning them in a row? Yeah, well, you, you never expect it, to be honest, Greg. And uh, lucky that I had the right horses. And, uh, you know, you've got that little bit of luck that you need on the day and things fell into place. And, you know, the horses ran well for me. And, yeah, just the stars aligned. So, uh, yeah, everything worked out perfect. All right, your $2.10 favourite to win the Drivers Challenge on... It's an interesting race, of course, uh, Cromwell. It's very picturesque. Um, what are the uh, idiosyncrasies you need to uh, know to drive well there? Yeah, it's a bit of an on-speed track, to be honest, Greg. Um, you sort of, rather than coming wide, you, you're more entitled to try and be three fence or so, or, or in the first half a dozen, that's for sure, because um, they can run some pretty nice quarters here, and the day we have down here today is um, magical. So uh, I believe they'll be running some fast last sectionals today. and I think you do need to be on the speed anyway here. Well, Judicate was that on the first day. Goes round in race number ones. Come up uh, $3.50 and led the last 1,000 metres. Should make it pretty hard to beat in the first. Yeah, it's just a bit of a fingers crossed horse early, this one. Greg can do things wrong and probably thinks about it and it's a bit more cunning than you and I with the racing game at the moment. So, yeah, fingers crossed early, but it has got the motor and the capability to win the race, but uh, still just not bomb-proof. 
Major Wilson in race number two is pretty long, a $41 chance, but our Pinocchio has been backed in race number three. When you're driving in those colours for Phil Williamson, there's always plenty of confidence. For sure, and this horse has been racing well, Greg, and um, we'll definitely give it its chance, and as you say, trained by the master, and uh, yeah, looks a good each way to a winning prospect. All right, uh, tune in, sports fan in race number four, just got beaten on day one. It's got to be hard to beat. Yeah, just the, <coughs> excuse me, just the unruly position in the big field's not going to help, and we did get a lot of luck early the first day and managed to find a good spot early, so it might not work out that way today. But um, if it gets some, some joy in the run, it's definitely a top three chance. Yep, over the 1,800, it's uh, not easy from the unruly spot. You're right about that. Pyramid Mystic, you've had good success with for Phil Williamson. Goes round in race number six, was just okay on day number one. It was a $6.50 chance. Yeah, look, a few times I've driven this one, Greg. The harder I've driven it, the better it's run. So, yeah, we'll look to um, take up a forward spot today and, and take, take um, bad luck out of play and you know, put it in the race, and it did win here through the summer, uh, through January, very nice when it led up, and yeah, we'll give it its chance, and I'd like to think it's another good each-way chance. you got Dennis Denudo for your great mate Andrew Stewart in the feature pace, but you got some quality, haven't you? Betters Tart, Franco Norton, and Sandwave. Um, whilst you're well and truly in front of them early, it's going to be hard to hold that trio out. Yeah, it is. This guy actually boxed above his weight the first day, Greg, um, you know, I know Andrew and the connections are very happy with him, and you know we we knew he was a bit out of his depth, but uh, you know he raced well and he got a lovely run in transit. So hopefully he gets that again today. And you know if he can just sort of dictate the race a little bit more today, if he steps away like he did and make those back markers just work a little bit harder, um, he might be a little closer. But in saying that, you know the ones off the back mark are, are actually better horses than, than my guy. So yeah, we'll just have to see how it pans out. Blair, you wrap up the day with lose deal. And uh, Viburnum in race number 10. Both of them would be a chance. Definitely. Um, Lou's deal, you know, um, had a had a wee gallop the first day in the junior driver's race when it was looking promising. So, you know, he, he's a handy horse and I think he's getting himself back to, to his quality he once was. And I actually think he's probably the, not, not a roughie of my drives, Greg, but one that um, could be at a wee bit longer odds. That's a definite winning chance. All right, he's $5 in Verburnum in the last. Uh, Blair, thanks so much for your time. Congrats on yesterday. That takes some doing, driving five on the bounce, and uh, go well today. Cheers, Greg. Really appreciate that, mate. Well, performance yesterday from Blair Orange. Just getting some text in, and yeah, I'm copying it because I tipped out one yesterday on the mail run. I tipped out peaceful because I... I, I I wasn't really against Carlua Flyby, but I thought the draw was difficult in the Oaks. Well, I was right about Carlua Flyby. I was completely wrong about Peaceful. They led and were outside the leader, and they both dropped out. As Steve Turnbull trained the New South Wales Oaks winner. What, what, what did you make of that, Greg? We're going to talk to to um, Steve Telfer shortly, but I couldn't really see the reason for Carlua Flyby. Maybe the early burn was what cost it. That's all I can put it down to, Michael. I'm looking forward to hearing from Steve to get his take on that. Also, the two charges which were trying to qualify uh, for the Miracle Mile, Ultra Wise Guy and BD Joe, and, of course, their success with Ultra Meteor. So an update from him I'm very much looking forward to, Michael. Yes, we're hearing some from, from the text. Get your text into double eight double three. your name, your TRB account number, and the code word MIRACLE, and the reason producer dude Robbie should give you the money. Getting a lot of pain from the Crusaders fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm a crusader. That's, honestly, we are, Gregory. You can see it on the text machine. Well, I saw that 
friend of yours, I think you refer to him as hyphen uh, often, uh, outside with almost tears in his eyes yeah. yesterday. No, that, so that, I'm not too sure what he was that, thinking there. I'm not a Crusaders hater, but but because I have to work with hyphen so much and knowing how much he loves them, them getting beaten... Yeah, was gold. It was gold. It was, it was gold. And, yeah. and then the Blues came out on one last night, which, and again, I know everybody has their own teams and it's wonderful, and but it's just not Hyphen's team. Um, so you a couple of Crusaders fans saying that, that they're copying it. Mike Stronich is saying that um, he's not only a poor Crusaders fan, but he's copying it from Sticks McRae because Sticks would be a Highlanders fan, but they lost as well, so I don't know what he's going on about. Um, and heaps of other people saying they also backed my horse in the Oaks last night and peaceful ran like the Crusaders. Thanks, Brett. That's a bit brutal. Okay, keep them That's coming That's a good in. analogy, isn't it? <laughs> keep, them, keep them coming in. Text into double eight double three. Your name, your TRB account number, uh, and the code word MIRACLE, because it's Miracle Mile Week. We're going to talk to Steve Telfer shortly about getting a horse in the New South Wales Derby, and what does he do next with the horses who didn't make the Miracle Mile? This is Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand here on ECNZ. As it starts to roll here, dangerous. He has a look left, he has a look right, and he's well clear. In second spot, breathing down his neck now is blazing home, although he's got to get busy, Jack Painting. And Alder Meteor comes to the outside as heads were turned, and they're clear then of Rock and Roll Hammer. 26 for that next quarter. And on the inside, the leader narrowly is dangerous, flashing home on the outside, Alder Meteor. And have a look at Rock and Roll Hammer steaming home on the inside, but with a head full of steam. Alder Meteor went to the lead in the shadows, and Alder Meteor too good. It's a Kiwis Derby Heat one. Goes home to beat second home Rock and Roll Hammer. Third Wasn't a great deal of success for the New Zealanders last night uh, in Australia at Menangle, but Alta Meteor got the job done. Steve Telfer is the senior training partner. Good morning to you, Steve. Uh, good morning, Mick. How you doing, mate? Uh, I'm well, mate. Where do we find you? Are you in Auckland after a busy week of Karaka, then Christchurch for the sales? No, no, I actually came over yesterday and um, here in Sydney and um, going to stay for a couple of days and, um, yeah, back on Thursday. Okay, let's talk about the good stuff. Um, Ultra Meteor was really good after a quick backup after the Harness Million. Yep. What did you make of him and what do you make of his chances in the Derby, which is next Saturday night? Yeah, yeah, look, he's... Um, it took him a couple of days to settle in when he when he came over, um, but, um, you know, he's... he's Nice and settled now, and happy at um, Luke and Belinda's face. And um, yeah, no, he's he, look. He, he had a quiet week on the track, so um, it was good to see him come out and do that. And I'm sure he'll be a little, a little bit better for next 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 week's final. Mate, it wasn't the strongest derby. Well, isn't the strongest derby lineup? Often, usually the derbies have Mark Purden horses. They have Emma Stewart horses. There's yep. none of those floating around. Um, Ultimately, is probably not no. the best horse you've had either. Do you think you've picked the right derby to target? Well, I definitely, I definitely think you picked the right one to target. You know, just uh, whether he's good enough. Whether he's good enough, we'll um, we'll find out next week. But um, you know, it's certainly a good start. And, um, you know he's um, you know he adapted well to the track and the, the racing style and, and hit the line really good. Well, that's nice of Michael to talk to you about all the positives, Steve. Uh, I'm dressed with, <laughs> with 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 covering the negatives. The two boys uh, in the yep. Miracle Mile heats, Speedy Joe, and obviously Ultra Wise Guy. Just it didn't pan out for you guys. Uh, no, look, they, um, yeah, initially um, Speedy Joe was going to go forward, and there was a there was a heap of speed initially on the on the inside so um, Tim Tim went back um, you know and then the sectionals dropped right out of the race and uh, you know he was um, 
yeah, he was no show really from probably probably as far out as a thousand out. Um, but um, look, he's ran home. Let's take a positive out. He's ran home really well. He's pushed over, pushed the second horse over the line. Um, you know, the horse has actually gone really well. Um, but um, you know, and I'm really I'm thrilled with the way he's handled the handled the trip and and everything. But um, yeah, no luck, no luck, um, no luck last night. But hopefully a little bit more next next Saturday. All right, so he will go round in what used to be the Bohemian uh, free-for-all. He'll go round in that, provided he gets a start, obviously, which we'd yep. imagine he would. And what about Ultra yep. Wise Guy? What do you do with him? Yeah, Ultra Wise Guy, uh, no, he, he won't line up. He's, uh, he was um, he was a bit disappointing last night. Um, he, he's a horse that has always tendency to um, not not back up um, that well. Um, and, you know, he normally needs a few weeks between his runs, two and three weeks, so... Um, he backed up from his Newcastle mile run, which he was unlucky in, and yeah, he just he just didn't back up. So um, looking at the horse seems well, and we'll just freshen him up here during the week. He'll stay here with um, and um, come home come home back to Auckland with Joe um, after next next Saturday's races. But he won't he won't line up. And Steve, the disappointment obviously with Kalua Flyby, and I see Tim Williams. Uh, Got a couple of weeks or fourteen days, so you'll have to find another driver uh, for BD Joe. Uh, what what was the what was your take on Carlua Flyby, and where are we at with her now? Yeah, look, she's um, look, she looked terrific. Firstly, um, you know, she's done done a good job in the first few races, and um, look, mate, I just think she just worked too hard, um, too hard early um, over the twenty four hundred. The lead time was pretty quick, and um, she did a um, you know, a bit of work early, or quite a bit of work early, to find the front, and and um, didn't really get a back off after that. So um, look, she she seems to have um, come through it good. Um, she's um, she's uh, on a plane back today to the stables at Auckland, and um, yeah, she'll look at the um, she'll look at the Great Northern Oaks. I think it is on the 24th of um, 24th of March at Auckland. But um, now she's she's well. She's really well. I just think she did. Um, she did, did just just cook, cook herself early um, in the race. Her, her speed was quite hot early, and and uh, had nothing left nothing left for the finish. So um, yeah, um, Tim Tim's uh, yeah Tim did get a couple of weeks couple of weeks holiday, but he's um, he's um, over the rules over here. He's able to drive fulfil his engagement with the Ultimedia in the um, Derby and BD Joe next Saturday, and then the time. The time will start from there. Yep. Oh, that's great news and great. Thank you for the update on that. And he deserves those opportunities. Hey, you got horses uh, racing today at Cambridge too. Um, just flicking through oh, them, yeah. Forever Me would be its best chance. Oh yes, no, Forever Me's um, yeah, no, she's a good chance. She her training on Friday before I left was, was very strong. Um, you know, um, very very happy with her. She's on the way up, and um, you know it's a. Phillies and mares race over a mile. She has got the wide draw, but um, yeah, her class should should take her close in that. Steve, busy week at the sales for you and Steve Stockman and Jill. Um, how many horses did you actually take home in the end? And can people get involved in some or all of them? Uh, yes, look, yeah, Steve, Steve thought 29 wasn't enough. He went back and bought another one, so he ended up with 30. Um, and um, yeah, they're they're all having a um, they're all having a month off before they start their their education process and breaking in and um, just to wind themselves down. 
So uh, yeah, we're really happy with the ones we got, and you know, got a good variety of variety of horses. Um, yeah, Steve's the like yeah, all horses are are um, eligible for syndication. So there's been quite a lot of interest already, um, even from as far away as um, from America. So um, yeah, no, uh, all horses are for syndicate, and um, there'll be something come up on the website in the next, um, you know, probably in the next couple of weeks. Steve, just remind us the website for those who who wouldn't mind getting involved. Uh, yeah, it's just um, Stonewall, Stonewall Stud and Stables, yeah. Mate, congratulations on winning a Derby Heat. Uh, commiserations on the things that didn't go well at Menangle last night and good luck uh, at Cambridge today, Steve. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for your time, Phil. Steve Telfer. Um, Greg, I thought Ultra Meteor finds himself in the right Derby. I'm not really sure who's going to win the Derby. The barrier draw is going to be crucial, of course. And, yeah, Kayla were flyby. It was... It looked good at the start, but that early burn at Menangle, Greg, when they burned there, gee, it's hard on them. It can hurt. Yeah, it can really hurt them. Nah, the derby's very much open, Michael, so uh, I, I agree with you. I think he's picked the right year to take Ulta uh, Meteor there because he might not be the best. Uh, 57.2 he rated, which was the slowest of the three heats. And what about the last uh, heat winner, naturally gifted, driven by Cam Hart? thought that was pretty appropriate. Yeah, well, and, and not a bad type of a horse either. It's been very busy, naturally gifted, but yeah, some big odds there in the last heat of the derby. Get your text through to double eight double three. Uh, give us your name, your TRB account number, and the code word MIRACLE, and tell producer dude Robbie why you should win the $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Thank you, TAB people. All the odds are available up on the tab now for both Cromwell today on the grass. Looked just magnificent there the other day. I was watching and I thought to myself, I've been to most harness racing tracks in the country. I thought, oh, I should go there. So I think I might. Not today, but another time. Uh, and Cambridge is on. I've been there plenty of times. They have a race meeting there today. It's not the biggest stuff, but I think forever me, for Steve Telfer will win it. It's $2.10. I think it's actually very fair. Um, yeah, get those texts in. We're going to have a break. Come back on the other side. We're going to talk to David Branch about Cambridge today, about his horse, and about the race and the Northern Harness Awards are back. All that coming up after this break. Welcome back to Trot's Talk. You have about five minutes to get those texts in. Double eight, double three. your name, your TRB account number, and the code word MIRACLE, because it's Miracle Mile Week, for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. David Branch is the boss down there at Cambridge, where they are getting very close to the race by Grins. It's less than six weeks away. David, good morning. Where do we stand with entries for the race, because there's about four, maybe five, because I think Copy That's going to get an entry, uh, five taken. So there's still some juggling to be done. Yeah, morning, guys. Um, definitely a lot of juggling to be done there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I haven't heard any more movement other than those five that you just mentioned. So a lot to play out, I'd suggest, over the next week with the Miracle Mile and everything else about to happen. Uh, we look forward to the progress there, David. Northern Awards, you're resurrecting those on the 11th of March. Anyone who's interested in going, just uh, go to the Cambridge website. Is that the best way to go? And I think it was 95 per head. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Saturday, the 11th of March, so in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, definitely all the information's just on the Cambridge Raceway website. But I'm um, looking forward to bringing those back. There's obviously a couple of years to catch up on. Um, but yeah, it should, should be a good night. Yep, always uh, was. I've been along to many of those. Now, you've been actively involved, your club, uh, with the 
horse people, the trainers survey that went out, and I understand you've had a, a cracking response to this of over 450. Tell me a little bit about that and the need for those who want to come along to the industry days on the 6th at Manawatu and the 8th at Karaka. Uh, how do they register for that? Yeah, so the I guess that's the very first step of our um, our sort of intention to bring everyone in the northern industry together, I guess, for some conversations. So step one was sending the survey out. Um, we were incredibly um, stoked with the response. So over 450 people took the time to complete the survey, and that went to all North Island owners, trainers, um, drivers, breeders, licence holders. Um, so, yeah, to have such a good response um, obviously tells us that there's, there's a feeling of... Um, People are pretty passionate up here and, and, and I guess the need for change. So the first step was the survey and now we move into the forums, um, which are the in-person ones, as you said, Monday the 6th of March um, down in Palmerston North and then Wednesday the 8th will be up at um, Karaka. So everyone that got sent that survey, um, there's a link in there that people can fill in and, and register and um, yeah, we hope to get as good a turnout as um, there as we had for the survey, so it'd be great. Yeah, look forward to uh, those uh, days unfolding and, and seeing what comes of that. You've got a race meeting today that starts about quarter past one. Your horse, Sly Punter, congratulations on the way you've got this horse going. I know you do a bit of work uh, with him and you've got to win on Friday night. Um, but the race meeting today, have you got one for us? Uh, I haven't. To be fair, we've been that busy running around <laughs> sitting up. We've got our, um, got our battle of the breeds happening out in the middle, um, in between the races today. So, um, yeah, we're all, we're all go. And unfortunately, Slope Hunter was first on the ballot. So um, given we had preference to horses that didn't get a start on Friday night. So unfortunately... Well, forever me, we've been told by Steve Telfer as a winner. So And Michael's keen on it too. So we'll, we'll just go with that one, David. There we go. Yeah, what what, what about you can't even get your own horse in the field, David? What sort of pool do you have? I know. It's embarrassing. I know. <laughs> God, Just no, shows not very much, eh? No one takes you seriously. Like, you're, you're lucky we even let you on the show. That's David Branch, the man who invented a million-dollar race. The race boy grins at Cambridge, April 14. You can get there and enjoy that. Producer dude, Robbie, um, we're not lucky to have you on the show. You're, you're not lucky. We're lucky to have you because we're lucky to have you. You're a responsible member of the show uh, and the racing media. You scared me for a second. Your, fir- <laughs> your first sentence was, we're not who, lucky to have you on the who, show. Who gets, who gets the fitty? Uh, well... Um, Troy has um, butted me up slightly by mentioning the Black Caps and how much they're struggling. Oh. Um, I don't know how he knew I was a Black Caps fan. He probably didn't. You, um, you look like a Black Caps fan. So. I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> you look like a Black Cap player. Right, well. <laughs> Just not sure which one. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not a very nice thing to say about someone at the moment. So Troy won? Yep. Well done, he Troy. Won. Um, Troy, yeah. get your 50 bucks. Don't, don't, don't put it on, on my bet from last night. But I tell you what, I, I had a good day yesterday, Gregory, in the tips. The, the gallops went well yesterday. Good. I've got a couple for you today. Good. Donald Trot, we heard from Craig Ferguson, yeah. race two, number three. And Blair Orange was big on lose deal. So race nine, number three. That multi, Michael, 20 to one. And I think Fever Me will win. Okay, that's Trot's talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Great to have the uh, backing for... This show every Sunday morning, uh, the website hrnz.co.nz has everything you could possibly need to know, including previews for every race meeting. Every time there's a race meeting in New Zealand, there's a preview on Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz. All the odds are available on trb.co.nz. Bet responsibly. Stick around here on SENZ. We have plenty of good stuff stuff coming up. Thank you for joining us on a Sunday morning. Next week for Trot's Talk, we'll be talking all about the Miracle Mile and hopefully a Kiwi victory in the new South Wales Derby. Have a cracking Sunday.